With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and good morning. And for another hour of discernment on the 10th of March, 2016, I want to first say that tomorrow... And what inspired me, I, I was woken up last night. And I couldn't. I got up at 2.30 and it came to the computer. And I uh, did a study. And this is a, a study that's kind of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's an intro for Richard Bennett. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to read chapters one and two of of Ephesians, you know, for by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself; it is a gift of God. That verse alone moved the it moved Martin Luther, and it also moved Richard Bennett. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I want to, uh, you know, uh, say, you know, I'm I'm 71 years old, and uh, We've seen some changes, and the changes we talk about changing of politics and such, but uh, we got a we got a we all have a little we've all had a little a behavior problem in our life one time or another, okay, and most of my behavior problems was when I was younger, you know, but uh, you know I, I, I sometimes I, I need some encouragement. And I got it this morning. You know, it came from from Europe, and I'm, I'm, you know, because yesterday, you know, we had a, I, I, when I talk to somebody that's younger than me, you know, I, I, I try to plead my heart to them because when you're when you're younger, you think you know what's going on, <laughs> and you know, I mean, uh, in a and not that I have that I have it all together to now, but I want to read this little encouragement that was sent to me this morning. We both know that our young people ha- has have a more worldly education than we had, and that seems to make some more make some more proud than others. What makes me smile is thinking they are going to kick and squirm the day that God takes them by the scuff of the neck and starts pulling them out of the world. Thank you for being Walt speaking from your heart god sure has blessed you big time not very many get the the little things and they just make a world of difference love you and sammy and i have a pie that needs to come out of the oven (laughs) well that's that kind that's like a that's really in a really an uplift because i'll tell you i was kind of down yesterday because uh you know, uh, I'm not going to get into into it, but it's kind of ridiculous what 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 transpired. But uh, the uh, but it, I I and so but I, at two thirty in the morning when I got out of bed, I, I I tell you I I didn't when I went to bed last night I didn't have any idea that I was going to get up at two thirty in the morning and that I was going to uh, I was going to do a study. On Ephesians one and two, because you know we've just finished the foundations under attack, and part three is, is where Larry, Larry and I leaned on. We covered it pretty thorough, um, and that was Arminianism and a self-centered religion. <clears throat> and uh, and the reason, like I said, we're we're going to start. I'm going to start this. I'm going to read Ephesians one and two. And also, when I was making this, oh, what I can do? Excuse me. I'm going to uh, put, I'm going to put it in the room here where everybody can pull it up. 
the, the, okay, there. Everybody that's listening now can uh, pull that page up. That's what I what hit me this morning. Uh, you know, like I said, I got up and 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 Richard Bennett's coming on. I've never talked to Richard Bennett. Now Larry Phillips is fellowship with him for 10, 12 years. But the little bit of that I know about Richard Bennett, I mean, these two chapters of the Bible had a tremendous effect on Richard Bennett. And it had a tremendous effect on all of the reformers. And I'm not elevating Richard Bennett. I don't, I'm not trying to put him on a pedestal, but, you know, he, he come down the same track. All the reformers were former priests come out of the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, he, he uh, Richard Bennett, spent 21 years. And so I remember Larry sharing a little bit about Ephesians, how Ephesians affected Richard. Well, I'm going to tell you something. And I, I, I put this, when I did this little study, first of all, I got up and I read Ephesians 1 and 2. And then I went, and it's amazing what we could do with a computer because I put this page together. Can you imagine if I had to type all this out and didn't, you know, where I, I copied and pasted it out of uh, ESORT? But, uh, you know, and understand also, because of what we just covered the last uh, couple weeks, if these two chapters were read in an Arminian church, they would uh, be they would wait very patiently till you got out of chapter one and two because they don't want to hear this. And, uh, and, you know, cause it's not only in Ephesians one and two, it's once you see this, when you start reading through the Bible, you, you, it just jumps out and hits you between the eyes. And, uh, and I'm, before I start too, I had a phone call from Mike Luckham this morning and I'm going to give you a little, I'm going to mention this, and you should know, for by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Now, the, the question is, and I've been, I've been going over the top of this, is the word faith in there? Who is it referring to? We're going to get it. We're going to go through the, I'm going to start now, Ephesians 1 and 2, and we're going to read Ephesians 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints, and also, you notice the word will of God? It's the will of God. Every time I see the will of God, and it's all through the, the, the new, through the Bible, the will of God. So Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Empress and to faithful in, in, in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, before in, in places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. Now, also last night, you know, in a lot of the Bibles, I don't know if, if your Bible, but it's got passages where it's got cross-references. Well, the cross-reference here is 1 Peter 1.20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. And now, going back to Ephesians, this is, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, of his will. Roman, now this is a cross-reference, Romans 8, 29. For whom he did not, he, for whom he did ordain, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And Luke twelve thirty two, fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
Now that's right out of the Messiah's mouth. <clears throat> Going back to Ephesians 6 now, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, and whom we have redemption through the, his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Now, Hebrews 9, 12, is cross-reference again, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. <clears throat> now, Ephesians 8, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself. Cross-referencing Colossians 1.26, even the mystery which has been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. For 2 Timothy 1.9, who hath saved us and called us, called us with a and holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Jesus Christ before the world began. Now Ephesians, back to Ephesians, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. <clears throat> Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Ephesians 11 In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh in all things after the counsel of his own will. Isaiah 46.10, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Back to Ephesians, that we should be to the praise of his glory and first trusted in Christ in whom he also trusted, after that ye heard the word of the truth, the gospel of, of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 14, which is the, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Cross reference to Second Corinthians five five. Now he that hath wrought us for the self same thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Acts twenty twenty eight. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with his own blood. Now in Ephesians 15, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you, you in my prayers. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Galatians 1.9 For this cause we also, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all his will, I mean, his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Ephesians Eighteen, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 
Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. By faith. Whose faith? And what, in Ephesians 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of over all things to the church. Hebrews 2, 7. Thou, thou madest him a little lower, madest him, excuse me, thou madest him a little lower than the angels, the crowning, the crowningest, him with crowns him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of the of thy hands. <clears throat> Twenty Ephesians back to Ephesians twenty three. This is the which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And we're going to chapter chapter two. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter one, and you have, and he, and he hath, and and you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. John five cross reference five John five twenty four. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. Ephesians 2, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, wherein the time past ye worked, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Cross-reference. Galatians 3, 6, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Ephesians 3, again, among whom also we are, we are, we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Psalms 51.5, Behold, I was sharpened in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Luke 15.21, And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. That's Christ speaking in a parable. Ephesians 4, But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Romans 10:12. for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the name of the Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Even, even when we were dead in sins have quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved in parentheses and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Now, Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Now, this is when the Armenian world, they stand very stiff. 
And like I said, it's only this morning that I really understand that word faith in there. For by grace are you saved through faith. Whose faith? It's not our faith. It's Christ's faith. And now an Arminian might flip that. But it's Christ's faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And that verse, Ephesians 2.8, destroys all false religions. If it's preached. Now there's a lot that preach. I, for by grace are you saved through faith. I've heard whole sermons on that part of it. But they don't leave out, and it's not of yourself, but what they leave out is it is the gift of God. That is not preached. Therefore, this is Romans 3.20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Ephesians 10, for we are in his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath made, has before ordained that we should walk in them, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, when you see when God's word is referring to God's will, chosen, Election, I, I mean, you, you, you can't, this is what's not preached. Arminian, Arminianism replaces this with South. 11, wherefore, remember that ye before in time passed Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcised by that which is called the circumcised in the flesh made by hands. Romans 2.28, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcised which is outward in the flesh. Ephesians 12, That at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. This is, I'm going to read Romans 9 through 8. Who are Israelites? To whom, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? <clears throat> Whoso, whose, whose are the fathers, and of whom has, who, whom has concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God plea, blessed forever. Let me read that again. Whose are the fathers, and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Not as not as through the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Neither, because they are the seed of Abraham, are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they they which are the children of flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Ephesians 13 But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. John 10.16, the cross-reference. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Galatians 
there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye all are one in Christ. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. For he, this Ephesians, for he is our peace, has made, has made both one and broken down the middle wall of the partition between us. Micah 5.5 5. And this man shall be the peace when the Assyrian shall come unto our land and when he shall tread in our palaces. Then shall we raise against him seven shepherds and eight principal men. Ephesians 2.15 Having abolished in his flesh the enemy in infinity enmity, even the law of commandments contained an ordinance for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. Second Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Ephesians 16, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain into me thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are, and are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and whom all the building, building fitly framed together grow, grow unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built, built, built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. You know, when you, I mean, these two verses, I mean, these two chapters, is all, it's Christ-centered. I mean, it's all centering around Christ. So for, for by grace you are saved through faith, it's not our faith. It's his faith. That's where, that's where we're anchored. In his faith. And, uh, and, and uh, tomorrow, tomorrow broadcast when Richard Bennett is we're going to see a living example of a man that was a Roman Catholic priest for 21 years. Only the hand of God could open his eyes. Now, it was a couple years ago, you know, it's probably longer than that. I, uh, somebody sent me this article and I typed it into the computer. It's, it's, uh, you can probably find it in more than one place up on the internet. But um, it's called Truth Compromised is Still Alive. Well, I can, now let, let me put that in the, in the room so everybody can bring it up and read along. And, and, um, get, guess, and I could have said that wrong, but one of the guests said, it's the faith of Jesus, not in, in Jesus. <clears throat> if you're, if you're, in the room there, Larry, could you uh, uh, <coughs> comment on it's it's the faith of Jesus, not in Jesus. I I I uh, I don't know. I I would still pick in Jesus, but anyway. <clears throat> uh, 
Okay, okay, I, I want this this article um, Truth Compromised is still alive. I mean it grabbed me years ago and I typed it in and, and made a web page and put it up on on my you know as a reference. I, th- I think uh, I don't know where it's at on the internet anymore. But <clears throat> but Okay, I want to read this. We hear a lot about Christians engaging in dialogue with other groups and religions, Muslims, Sodomites, Catholics. But should a Bible believer do this? What is this dialogue everybody wants us to engage in? When we take a closer look, what they want us is not really dialogue. It's dialectic a very old Jesuit principle. Now, an example of this is is evolution and creation. You know, keep that in mind now. In other words, uh, keep... Now, creation is the truth. Evolution is the lie. Keep that in mind as we finish this here now. The dialectic involves three aspects, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. These sound complex, but thesis and antithesis are simply names for two opposites. Synthesis is a word for the, for the compromised people reach, for compromised people reach in order to come to some form of agreement. Now, here's the problem. What if the thesis happens to be the truth? If one side is the truth, then the other side, the antithesis, has to be a lie. But what about the synthesis? Any compromise between truth and a lie is also a lie. So, actually, if you talk about which side wins, the lie wins. The, the lie wins out because a lie is always a lie. It never becomes the truth. Truth, truth compromised is still a lie. But before, <clears throat> but before the eyes of God, every everyone lose, loses in this kind of a dialogue, our dialectic. What we need is truth, not compromise. We need to persuade the other side to the truth of our side. Then everybody wins and there's no compromise. Now, now, now let's, I mentioned evolution and evolution. And before I ever read this article years ago, you know, I mean, I had a good friend that was a college graduate, got straight A's in college, and uh, he kept bringing up evolution with me. But see, I didn't understand that how they were using evolution evolution and social engineering. Because see, you see, and I used to always, this this was my stance all the time. Uh, There are certain things I would say are not up for debate. And evolution and creation is not a, it's not, there's no debate. Because see, when you, when you get in, because they want to start a debate, they want to start a dialectic. And so when you enter into, as soon as you enter into this dialectic, you've lost. When you have the truth, you don't have to di- you don't have to dialogue you don't even have to dialogue and evolution is insanity it's i mean i mean you you know god bless ken hoven and all the creation ministries that that, that they that they expound on creation god and I, I i know god is using them but it's that's it, it's not up for debate. Same thing with abortion. There's, 
Now, they got to get people into a dialectic. One's defending one side, one's defending the other side. Now, the main, the main, the main object of where they're going has been lost. You see? So it, it, this, this really, this really, and it, you have to really think when you think about the Hegelian dialectic. And of course, the Jesuits, and Je, using Jesuit casuistry and sophistry and Ignatius Loyola spirituality, I mean, this is used all the time. And, and it, you know, see, I grew up, they quit teaching logic in the 50s. Well, my dad taught me logic, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, the, how he taught me logic. One time when I was in the sixth grade, my teacher was Mrs. Bl- Miss Blog. She was an old maid, and Mrs. Miss, Miss Blog made me stay in for the two o'clock rest, recess. See, and uh, so old Walt, he was pretty cute. He he gathered up every pencil. It's a two-story building. I gathered up every pencil and went over and lobbed them out a window. Well, I thought I really was a funny. I really put put, put one over on on Miss Blog. She came back in, and here come a little that I know. There was a a guy working on a door down below when I rained him with all these pencils. He picks all the pencils up, and here comes this this construction man up and hands all the all the pencils to her. You know, Mrs. Miss Blog didn't say a thing to me. She didn't say a thing. But I thought I was really cute. I just skip it home, come in the back door just to, and, and my dad meets me at the back door and he says, uh, what did you do at school today? I said, well, I went to school. He raised his voice again a little higher. And I said, you know, what did you do at school today? The third time he raised his voice a little louder. And I confessed what I did at school today. See, my dad was teaching me logic. That's logic. You do the crime, you, you, know, you do the time. You get a penalty. There's a penalty for crossing the line. My dad today passed away now. He's not. But my dad pounded honesty into me. He didn't really realize it. He didn't know. But I'm telling you, Walt, that made an imprint in Walt. And not that I'm trying to elevate Walt, because I'm just as fleshy as anybody else. But my ex-wife told me one time, she said, Walt, you're so honest, you make me sick. Well, you see, my dad taught me some logic. And see, and when Dr. Spock came along, that went out the window. And they quit teaching any logic. And I was blessed to be raised with aunts and uncles, aunts and uncles that, you know, were logical. And, and, and my dad had a line in the sand. And you see, I'm 71 years old. Now, I was taught to respect my elders, but that has gone out the window today. Now, just because I'm older than somebody doesn't mean that they have to cow to me. That's not necessary. But I am their elder. And I don't want their respect. I demand it. And if they don't give me the respect, I go around them. And you see, that's something that is missing. And I can't bring you the verse, but we're seeing this behavior at all parts of our culture. 
because they've taken logic out and getting people just into self, how I feel. If it feels good, do it. And I'm so thankful that as I sit here and share this with you, that my dad, that Miss, Miss Blog, because all Miss Blog did is pick up a phone and make a phone call. And my dad, took, he took care of the rest. But that's what's missing today. The more we get into self, the more divorce we have. And it, I don't care whether you're in Europe or Canada. This is going on all over. That created postmodern thinking. Now, I learned about postmodern thinking from my brother Dave. I would have never learned this if it wasn't for a first-hand experience. He went to college, and they tried to take his faith away. And it didn't work. He fought it. But his sister went to college, and they vacuumed her brain. She graduated from college and worked for the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. And my, my, and so when you're talking to somebody with postmodern thinking, how do I know how that when I say this, evidence doesn't matter. How do I know this? She has looked across the table in a discussion and he lays out the facts and she looks him right in the eye and tells him that evidence doesn't matter. And that's why you see and I I caught a little bit of this I grew up, I had a little bit of this. That I, there was a time in my life that I thought that I was actually smarter than my dad. I mean, I, you know, I mean, and, and I'm telling you, we have a whole generations. They've been taught this behavior. It's postmodern thinking. It's total south it's it's south to the inner core and i experienced a little bit of it yesterday it wasn't until i laid down and took a little nap and realized why because you know i i've experienced this and it, in, in, in other words, in what, when you come across this kind of thinking, you're not going to go anywhere. What is going to happen, it causes destruction. It causes confusion. Because if I take my time, just give an example of creation evolution. When I think of it, it it still bugs me. It's something as absurd. I mean, I I should I should riddle off about fifteen adjectives. It's it's craziness. It's insanity. And they want to debate it. Now we got done reading first two chapters of Ephesians, when you understand, because that Bible tells us about this kind of behavior, and that's why it's hated too. If you're really reading that Bible, and you're reading, and you understand how nasty your flesh is, and you use the Bible as a cornerstone, you can almost detect 
where that person's going to go next. Now, the only thing that we get that we get ambushed with is if it's by somebody that we think we we've taken them in and we think they're they're reading the Bible, they profess to read the Bible, and so we drop our guard. See, it's the surprise that gets people. And I realize that in myself. It's the surprise that I don't expect it. It's like if give you an example, if if you if you're just standing there and somebody comes up to the side of you and you don't see him, it doesn't take much of a push to make somebody fall down because they're not expecting it. They're not braced. And that's why we have to put on the full armor. And I can't go to that Bible verse right now, but you know where it's at. We've got to put the full armor of Christ and let Christ the faith Christ be the shield, the armor. Because if we go to our flesh, we're going to get sucked in. And sometimes, listen, you do have to walk out around. If you have to walk out, a, uh, you, you know, you don't go out and stop in front of a, of a Mack truck. You know, you, do, you have to walk around it. But you know something at 3 o'clock in the, this morning? When I started reading the first two chapters of Ephesians, I got a burst of energy. <laughs> I'm telling you, and it's, I still got it. I still got it. I'll tell you, last night I went to bed, and I think that I was not going to even come to answer the bell again this morning. Boy, I tell you, I, I, I'm telling you, I am looking forward tomorrow when Richard Bennett comes on because Richard Bennett is going to his is going to expound on the first two chapters. I read them today, but he will expound on the first two chapters of Ephesians. Let's finish this article, but I give you an example of logic, and I'm so thankful for my dad that I had the chance to, I was really blessed because sometimes people don't have the chance. Me and my dad, we, 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 we went tooth and nail. But, you know, I did have a chance to, to, to tell my dad. I was at my sister's place. My dad is only shuffled, he's kind of wheelbar- wheelchair bound. And he's eating a bowl of soup. And my brother was there and my sister. And I said, I want to make a public announcement. You know, Dad, I said, I want to thank you. For all those ass whippings and even the ones I didn't deserve. My tears are not for Walt. I, it's, it's what you see. I know the people that are listening to this broadcast and have listened to me this far are experiencing the exact same thing. And so when I, when I see... When I see this behavior, well, when I was a younger man, I would react. But but through the grace of God and putting Christ first, that's the only way you can correct it. Because when you open the confines of your house and walk outside in this day and age, you're going to you're you got to be prepared. You got to be braced or the world will push you over. And yesterday, I just wasn't ready to be pushed over by somebody who I thought was a brethren. But I learned more yesterday 
because God is sovereign. And that happened yesterday for a reason. I woke up this morning, and how could I learn this if God didn't tap me on the back a little bit? Because, again, we're not that bright. And that's why that verse, for by grace you are saved through faith, to understand where that faith is coming from. It's not coming from self. Self has nothing to do with it. Now we're going to get back to... to, He goes on, but before the eyes of God, everyone loses in this kind of a dialogue are a dialectic. See, it always starts with a dialogue. Understand, too. People will get you into a conversation, and then, and then they'll put you in, in a box. Now, you're, you're a Republican, or you're a, uh, you know, you're a Democrat, or you're, you're, you're a liberal. So then once they get you into the box, then they'll get into their box, and then they'll try to take you where they want to take you. I mean, the mechanics of it, Listen, you don't have to teach people this. If you've raised a family, children learn this dialogue. They learn how to do this. They learn how to manipulate their parents. But by the grace of God, my dad, he eliminated it. And, and as I grew older, you know, that's why this, this dialogue and dialectic, when people first hear this about the Hegelian dialectic, I think it goes over most of our heads until you start seeing the mechanics of it and seeing it, how it's played out. So what we need is truth, not compromise. We need to persuade the other side to the truth of our side. Then everybody wins and there's no compromise. Persuade the other side to the truth of our side. Then everybody wins and there's no compromise. Look at the story of Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're standing up there by themselves because everybody else has fallen down on their faces in front of this giant idol. So the king calls them out by his name and says, in effect, didn't you hear my decree? I don't care who you are. When you hear the music, you fall down just like everybody else. The three could have said, you know, we could just bow our heads down. That will be good enough. But then they would be just as bad as everybody else. They might as well be on their fa- they might as well be on their faces in front of the idol. Tilting your head is still compromise. It's still not what God commanded in his word. Instead they said, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fury furnace, and he will deliver us out of the hand, O king. But if not, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The thesis stayed thesis, and the antithesis stayed antithesis. There was no synthesis. In fact, the king in his fury commanded them to heat the fury fury furnace seven times hotter so hot that its mightiest men who threw them in died of their burns. But God protected these three. And even if he hadn't, they just wouldn't have gone they just wouldn't have gone to meet him. But this time he came to meet them. And when they came out they didn't even have the smell of fire are the stink of idolatry on them. They stayed with their thesis. They had no guilt of compromise. For, their, for them, there was no 
sentences. Yesterday, I stayed with my thesis. I wouldn't compromise. It didn't matter whether they were afraid or not, because that was not the point. It didn't matter. What mattered was their refusal to compromise, and God and God completely honored it. This is why dialogue will never work when you have the truth. Dialogue only works with two people who don't have the truth. One lie synthesized into another lie comes up with a compromised lie. What's the difference? We must stand firm and persuade others of the truth of God's word and doctrines perfectly preserved in the King James Bible. We must never compromise his truth with the devil, devils or man's lies. I'll tell you, I think, you know, if, if you didn't understand that, I got a little, it, it's been administrating to, to my spirit and kind of mending my, 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 my hurts. We're, you know, we're a spirit being and we have feelings, you know, but compromise, I've said this, any, I, I seen this as I was growing up in, in, my, in my friends and relatives is compromise. I seen compromise. I could tell and any time you compromise, you lose. When you compromise to make somebody else happy so they'll be satisfied, you lose. And the truth is in the Bible. That Bible, for the first time in my life in 71 years, what was missing? Where, 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 where was I going wrong in certain parts of my life? I've, I've recalled parts of my life and repent. And the fact that God got me up at 2.30 in the morning to build a web page that I had no idea I was going to build, even when my feet hit the floor. Went to the email, a little intimidated, maybe you might say, when I listened to Richard Bennett, I know that Richard Bennett has been tested on this compromise over and over and over. Has he always been always perfect? No. Richard Bennett is like Walt Stickle, Larry Phillips. But I'll tell you the percentage of them. It's on his mind continually, and it has to be on our mind too that we be Christ-centered. I give some examples at the bottom. I'm not going to get into that. You'll see some examples that I that I put together there. One one example is kind of interesting. You know, I might, you know, it's the, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, what is interesting is a quote from Jesuit John Carroll out of the Ark of the Dove, the beginning of civil and religious liberties in America by J. Moss Ives. Understand this book is uh, full of Jesuit casuistry. And it's, this is a very good example of, uh, of you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this paragraph. First of all, I'm, I'm going to read it just the way it comes out of the book. And um, you, it's up at, I'm scrolling down, you'll see it's right, right above the picture of the Pope there. This is, this is a quote from John Carroll. He says, the harmony now subsisting among, amongst us all, all Christians 
in this country so blessed with civil and religious liberty, which we have the wisdom and temper to preserve, America may come to exhibit a proof to the world that general and equal toleration by giving a free circulation to fair argument is the most effectual method to bring all denominations of Christians to a unity of faith. Now, the people, for the ones that listen to the archive and are not listening to this, I'll re- read it again, and, I'll, and we'll take this apart, and we'll see the, we'll see this, the synthesis and the thesis in the synthesis. Now, the harmony now subsisting amongst all Christians and in princesses like God, prior to 1776, they weren't, they weren't considered Christians. John Carroll is assuming when he's writing this that he is a Christian. John Carroll is not a Christian. That's the thesis. Now, in this country so pleased with civil and religious liberty, you know, and prior to 1776, Catholics did not have civil and religious liberty, which we have which we have the wisdom and temper to preserve. America, they may, may come to exhibit a proof of the, to the world that general and equal toleration, Rome never gives equal toleration. You see, you see, this, I would never advise this, anybody, uh, you know, to, to read this book. And if you're going to read this book, you really got to be, you got to be careful. I mean, I mean, there's Jesuit casualty all through the book. But he says, by giving a free circulation to fair argument, it is the most effective method to bring all denominations and I got it there. The thesis is the Protestant. The antithesis is is is, uh, uh, is, is the understanding the under to understand Catholics claim to be Christian. And 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 to and, and the synthesis to to a unity of faith, which is ecumenism. I mean, when you when you when you I mean. And the and the Jesuits are masters at this. They're masters at, at, at Jesuit casuistry and sophistry. And when you if you've been to a college, I don't care who you are. Larry Phillips has got a degree in psychology met most of his life to get rid of that. But they were teaching in all different forms. He had it thrown at him multiple times is this Jesuit casuistry. And one of the reasons I I I I, I taught myself yesterday when I was I got wrapped up in this this is I realize when that people have been Jesuitized, they are practicing Ignatius Loyola spirituality. They're using casuistry and sophistry, and they've learned and they've been taught postmodern thinking. And they don't even know it. But by the grace of God, my dad pounded that out of me. And the problem today, and it was a blessing. It took me until I was nearly, I was probably about 60 years old when I realized what a blessing that my dad was. He wasn't perfect. He was just fleshy. But I'm going to tell you something. By the grace of God, God, through my dad, 
taught me that's left that is still here today. And a thankful it was God only that I had a chance to apologize or thank my dad. I didn't apologize, I thanked my dad before he passed away. Because when they're gone, it's it's too late. And some some walks of life and people coming down this stream, they have it a lot tougher than Walt. A lot tougher. So anyway, I, I that was the message that was put on my heart this morning. And tomorrow, like I said, at two hours later, then you know, it's gonna be at uh, two o'clock Eastern Standard Time or or they're talking to a, the Canadian here. There's a Canadian and a somebody from the Europe here, and all you got to do is add two hours ahead, and that's when when uh, the broadcast will start tomorrow. You know, I, I I thank you. You know, I I get a little I get a little weak at times. You know, I because I you know I say, well, you know, Walt, who wants to listen? I mean. But there's a part of me, it's not only for you, it's for myself. Sometimes all people need is, 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 uh, is a little fellowship. As soon as you have a little fellowship, you get out of your head and get into somebody else's problems, and you find out they got more problems than you got. I, you know, so anyway, with that, I'm going to, looking forward tomorrow, God bless everyone. I I I, I feel and, and I feel really blessed that God had really laid this on my heart. Second Thessalonians is a big. I'm not Second Thessalonians, but uh, Ephesians. The first two chapters of Ephesians is really kind of is really uh, instrumental in the Reformation. There's a powerful message there that you know, and it's the reason it's not taught reason why it's not taught, but it sticks out. I talked to Larry just briefly this morning, told him I was going to read uh, the first two chapters, and Larry said, I, I get blessed every time I, I listen to it. And so we've been all blessed this morning. And with that, I'm going to leave you, and I'll see you tomorrow, and Richard Bennett will, will, be, will be the, the guest tomorrow. Looking forward to an hour of fellowship with uh, Richard Bennett. Bye for now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.